Chicago radio personality Kevin Matthews found a statue of the Virgin Mary broken and lying by a dumpster. His life would never be the same. This is Dive Deep. From the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep, where we dive deep into our Catholic faith. I'm Andrew Hansen. In October, Kevin Matthews came to St. Catherine Drexel Parish in Springfield to give a talk about this amazing story, finding a broken statue of Mary in a dumpster. He brought that statue to his talk called Our Lady of the Broken. Amber Servany caught up with Kevin as he shares his incredible life-changing story. All right, welcome, Kevin. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I love a good story, and you have a great story, um, and I'm excited that you're going to be sharing it with us today. So if you could, take us back to the beginning. Well, I can cut to the chase. God led me to a dumpster, a filthy dumpster, and um, that happened uh, 10 years ago now. And um, the story is so beautiful because it's a story not of me. It's about us mankind, us, and everyday uh, uh, folks. And I, um, the book that I wrote is called Broken Mary. And the nucleus of the book is that we're all broken, but we're loved by God. We're all broken. Uh, from the Pope to presidents to every human being, everything is broken, but it's loved by God as well. And I had had such a successful career in radio throughout my entire life and spent the majority of my time in Chicago. I, I and a few others, we revolutionized the way people listen to radio. We were the Rolling Stones of radio. We had 10 million people listening to us a week. Oh my. 10 million. And technology started to change the internet and it all came crashing in. And I was also um, a volatile time in radio and then also I had a doctor tell me that I may have brain cancer. We found a growth in where it's located that you can't be operated on. And I'm married, I've got kids, and basically go home uh, because if it is cancer, we can't operate. And I found out that it wasn't cancer. It's a rare form of MS, but I, it just started to continue to snowball. Radio had changed. I left radio. I'm not able to, I can't move and whatnot. And I lost my job. Eventually I lost my job. And so I'm unemployed and I, I'm broken, broken. And I was on a, Saturday, I um, was driving around and I heard a voice that said, get your wife some flowers, buy your wife some flowers. And there's no such thing as a coincidence. We just have to listen. I look up, there's a flower shop. No kidding. And so I pull in, I get out of my truck, I'm walking into the flower shop and I notice over in the corner of my eye, I notice a dumpster, the dumpster. And I saw what I thought was a statue of the Virgin Mary lying on the ground. And I walked over to it, and she, there she is. She's on her back. She's broken in half. She's, her hands are missing. She's covered in garbage. And I heard another voice that said, will you deny me? Will you deny my mother? And I went into the flower shop, 
and I, the clerk asked me, can I help you? And I said, I want to buy that statue of the Virgin Mary out at the dumpster. She says, no, it's not for sale. It's a family heirloom. And right there, I heard the voice again, will you deny me? Will you deny my mother? Okay, now is it unusual for you to be hearing voices like this? What's that? Is it unusual for you to be hearing this kind of thing, or is this something that in your life you get these promptings a lot? Um, my mom always said I used to talk to myself a lot. Plus, on the radio, I do voices. Voices have been a part of me forever. Gotcha. But again, what's interesting is this story's not just about me. We're being called, we're being told, we're being talked to. Do you believe in God? Yes. Okay, God will speak to us and Christ will speak to us, Mary will speak to us. We've got to learn to listen because I could have just driven past the flower shop and said, I, my wife doesn't need flowers today, but I, I stopped. And the book is about how I got that statue. Yes, I eventually got the statue. It's in two pieces. I took it home. I had met a priest and because I didn't, what am I going to do with uh, you know, four-foot statue of the Virgin Mary. He told me I could get it repaired in the spring at a place that re they make um, tombstones mm. and whatnot. So I went there in the spring, two halves. He looks at her and he goes, oh yeah, we can put new hands on her and I'll paint her and she won't look broken, she'll look brand new. And that's when everything hit me, you know. I, and I really broke down. I said, no, I want to keep her broken. Uh, let's just put her the halves together and I said I want to keep her broken I want to call her broken Mary because she's broken like me and I just want to keep her broken Mary and it was though God said I'll leave you with my mother and that's what was so beautiful about that you know it's even Christ at the cross with John said you know, your mother, mother, your son. And so it was, <laughs> it is, it's, Jesus 10 years ago said, I'll leave you with my mother, she's gonna clean you up. And that's what mothers do. That's how come I have such a devotion and love to Mary now, is because Mary is the mother, she's our mother, and she is going to do just that. She is going to clean you up. We all are broken, but Christ wants the most broken. He wants those that are feel so hopeless and abandoned, and we're not. Go to him. That's what's so beautiful. And this statue, since I've had this statue, and now I wrote a book, and I also had, during this time, I leave you with my mother, she's gonna clean you up. I had a desire to learn the rosary and to recite the rosary. Yes, I was born Catholic, but the rosary, I didn't know what that was. And so, since I'm unemployed I and I have a good radio voice, I decided I'm going to actually record a rosary app. Yeah. And that took three years. I mean, I didn't know even where to begin. And I'm writing, you know, the, the statue Actually, the priest invited me to come to church with the statue, and he liked that. Uh, we're all broken, but we're loved by God. Come and come and say the three masses, and and I did that. I, I'm here at church, 7.30 mass, 9.30, 11.30. We're all broken, but we're loved by God. And 
I also knew, I said to the parishioners at each Mass, I said, this statue doesn't belong to me, it belongs to everyone. So if anybody has uh, someone who's sick, someone who's in hospice, someone who's in intensive care, take the statue, and that's what people did. They would take the statue home, or she's died with people. They would go to hospice, she's been in emergency rooms, she's been in prisons. And all of a sudden, you know, th uh, throughout the years, these stories began to, you know, look at what Mary is. I was mm. Mary, 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 Mary. And so I was asked to put a book together, and that's where Broken Mary, A Journey of Hope came. And Matthew Kelly is my uh, publisher and my partner, and, and the world has the book, and the audio book is coming out. The two apps I've made, one for iPhones and one for, um, you know, if you don't have the iPhone and uh, Android, yeah. Android and BrokenMary.com, that's free and it's downloaded all over the world. Wow. And I was telling a friend of mine here, Father, last night that there was an, a, a friend of mine is a web and app designer. And I met him and he was, he's atheist and he put together the Broken Mary um, app and our first month he said to me he goes you know the the rosary app that you put we put to out there it's had over 300,000 downloads and it mostly in the Philippines uh -huh. but since then it has just been downloaded all over the world massively in the last 10 years and and so this story is a story of hope but it's it's also everyone can relate to it and we should. We need Mary. We need Mary now more than ever. The church needs Mary. Um, the world needs God. We're, we're, people, I've often been ridiculed too by others that say, well, you love Mary too much. And I'll never love Mary more than Christ. And Christ left me with Mary. I know for a fact that this is all due to God. It starts with God, it's Christ, Mary. And, and so I, uh, I have such a devotion to her and I love her so much and, and the world needs her and um, now more than ever. Oh, I agree. And I, I'm just curious, when you, when you took the two pieces of Mary home to your wife, I'm curious of what she said. And then how long was it before you were like, there's something here, I need to do something well, with this Mary? Well, what I did, first of all, my wife is an angel and she knows I'm weird anyway. So I put her out in the garage because I, I mean, made a little bed for Mary and I'd see her every day. And then eventually she did come back in one piece, but her hands are broken and she was in my uh, dining room. And I, um, I said, Father, will you come and bless her, Father Mark? And he came over to the house, he blessed her, and I said, I wanna call her F Broken Mary. And I wanna start something. We're supposed to do something with Broken Mary, Broken, the Broken Mary Project. Let's do this. And he's always thought I was insane. And where that seed was planted then, 10 years ago, Mary, the statue, she is the author of the book. She is the author of these rosary apps. The book proceeds, I took Father Mark and a nun to Fatima 
for the 100th anniversary. There was a reason I was to go to Fatima. I now have a beautiful relationship with a dear friend, Sister Angela, who is one of the postulators, and she's vice postulator to Lucia. She helped with the sainthood of Lucia and, and you, uh, Francisco. There's just no such thing as a coincidence. If we just listen, and if we just trust, and if we just let it happen, it'll happen. And it'll happen, the everyday person I notice is becoming a disciple. Um, and that's how come everyone listening, you are a child of God, God created you. And try to wake up in the morning, try to outgive God. Look at what you're doing here, you know, you're, you're, you're a disciple, you're, you're, you're letting people know that there is hope, there is a God. We've, we've become such an, a, a society of throwaway, mm -hmm. real quick, yeah. throwaway, I need it now. And people don't understand that, no, God is real. God created all of this, the heavens and the earth. Christ was real. Christ did die. Christ is coming back. As crazy as this world is now, and it's changing so rapidly and it's becoming so dark, a spoiler alert, God wins. God wins this. God wins. Just don't abandon him. Don't do that. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I think when I saw um, the images of the statue, it made me think, I think it's a Chinese proverb, but I, I could be wrong. But um, when they, when something breaks, like a piece of pottery, they don't discard it. They put it together back with gold um, and because they want to show that the brokenness is part of who they are. And it becomes mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. The more gold in it, the more broken pieces, right, the right, more beautiful right. it actually becomes. And so when I saw the images, I'm like, oh, that's exactly what it's like. She's almost more beautiful yeah. Because she was like us, she in in some ways she's you know human and brought Christ and yet was an amazing disciple and I think it's a beautiful way to kind of look at Mary. And there's no question, this is a concrete statue that was made by a human being. I'm not idolizing and worshiping the statue, but I guarantee you that where this statue is, Mary is there. There's no question about that, and she's there. And you're right. Um, you look at Mary, I, there's not a scratch on the statue. She's now called Our Lady of the Broken. I like um, And there's not a scratch on her face. When there's been little children around this statue, I see it radiate. You know, it's, that's how come we have such hope for, with children, especially the unborn. Um, that is so, Mary loves the innocent little ones. And so is that your hope now to take Mary all over? Is that what you're doing? I say that I'm Mary's roadie <laughs> because I will, just when I think it's slowing down, I get calls. It's not about me, it's her. It's a way I can promote God and Christ through Mary. I love the rosary. The rosary is the story of Christ. And um, when Mary was at the um, wedding at Cana, and they're running out of wine, Mary said to Jesus, you know, they're running out of wine. Big pivotal moment. The world is about to change. 
his first miracles about to happen. And so Jesus decides he's going to make wine. And what does Mary say? She says to the help. She didn't say, do as I say. She says, do whatever he says. And it begins. That's, that's what I love most. Suddenly, at that wedding feast at Cana, Christ makes his first miracle in, in that. But Mary, he's... Jesus says, he doesn't say mom, he says woman. She becomes the queen of the world then. She becomes everyone's mother then. That's what's so beautiful about this. And so my work, I work with Mary, but like Mary to promote her son, and where there's Christ, he promotes God the Father. You know, when Christ was on earth, the words that he was speaking were from his father. Not so much himself, but his father. He would always say, my father in heaven, my father in heaven. Listen to my father, do as my father says. So in a sense, I'm just part of this family now. I look at Mary as my mother, Jesus is my big brother, and God is our father. You know, and we're asking people to join this family is to come back, you know, especially those folks that have left the Catholic Church. I often say the Catholic Church was born at the cross, at the crucifix. And if you leave the Catholic Church, you're leaving Jesus. Jesus is the Catholic Church. Well, I don't, there's a lot of problems there and I don't like the mess. We're all broken. I just said the church is broken. Yeah, broken. But you don't just run away from it, fix it. Hold people accountable. Not everyone's bad. Yes, there you are. But don't abandon him. Don't abandon him because he'll eventually say, why did you abandon me? You know, when we are there faced with God the Father, our Lord, and Christ, they will say, who have you loved and what have you done for me? What are you going to say? And the last question he's going to ask is, did you love my mother? And there's going to be a lot of people that that's going to catch them up a bit, you know, because, well, she was just a woman. She's not, not don't idolize her, you know, da, 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 so. Yeah, and I think when you were, when you were talking, it made me think, sometimes people think the Catholic Church um, is exclusive. And yet, what you just said, every single person's broken. It is for everyone. Everyone. Everyone is in the same place. Like, that's a really, that's a beautiful spot to be, like, Nothing more inclusive than the Catholic Church right. that welcomes all the, One of the My book, Broken Mary, our book, is very popular in prisons. Oh. And I've spoken to people that are serving life. Now, if you serve life, I'm not, I don't know what they did. I'm not allowed to ask, but it's certainly because they didn't get parking tickets and they didn't pay parking tickets. The most, they are the most broken. And yet, I... These men now, because of the book or because of the sanctity of confession and asking for forgiveness, they're holding rosaries, but they're serving life. I had a prison inmate serving life. He said, Kevin, I'm going to die here. And I said, yeah, you are. But I, I said, you also get to choose where you're going to go. You get to choose where you're going to go. This to me is like a big airport. 
here on Earth. We're at a big airport and we're just waiting for the next connection. Our next connection is our final connection. And where we, our destination is our choice. I'm so tired of people saying God sends us to hell or God, if there's a God, why did my child get cancer? Or why did God do this? Why do we have floods? Why do we have poverty? God gave us the will to think and choose. Why are there children starving in this world? Is it because we're selfish as humanity and we all don't work together? He's given us everything we need to grow our food. And, and God, we choose hell, not God. We choose heaven. It, it's our choice. And you can change that in a second. One of the biggest things I was telling Father last night, I knew when I started this, that this presence of Mary for the last 10 years, she one first thing she's gonna do is teach you the rosary, which I did, I've learned, I have an app. Second will be the Eucharist, her son, the body of Christ. God said, I am the bread of life. Eat and you shall live. How many people abandon the Eucharist? How many people abandon the rosary? If people knew how powerful the rosary were, was, the churches would be full, you know. Little Mother Teresa once, she was at an airport, and one of the security guards said, is anyone carrying weapons? And she pulled out a rosary. And that is so powerful because it's so true. The rosary is Mary. Mary gave us the rosary. It's Mary's umbilical cord. It's Mary's hand. If people would just hold on to that rosary, you're holding on to Mary. That's what I love. She mystically calls us to her side when, when we're dedicated to the rosary. She brings us to her side, just like a child, to, to, to make us Jesus-like. To make us Jesus. She wants us to be Jesus. But come here, my daughter. Come here, my son. Sit with me. You know, I think of it, if you were in a living room when you were little, and your mom and you were sitting in a living room, and you said, Mom? She would take what? Well, when we have our rosary and we say, Hail Mary, as soon as we say, Hail Mary, she's with us. That's what's so beautiful, you know? I, I just love Mary so much. Uh, yeah, that's so beautiful, Kevin. Your story's really wonderful, and it sounds like you're just on a, an incredible uh, Mary she, mission. <laughs> I'm Mary's roadie. You yeah. know, I, here I'm in Springfield, and you know, and whenever it gets slow, there's the phone, it rings, and it's her. Because I think, oh, you know, I sh I'm, I'm done. I'll tell you one real quick. Can I tell you? Please. Because I want people to have hope, and I want, I'm just a person. I'm just an average, I don't know why this happened to me, but I'll take it on. I'm honored. Are you kidding me? A friend of mine, I've always wanted now is how, I know that Mary, when I went to Fatima and I'm with Mary, the statue of Mary where the children saw Mary in August, they couldn't go to the apparition site, they were in jail, but they put up this statue of, of Mary and I was there by myself, Father Mark and the nun, the Franciscan nun that I went with, they were off. It was my moment alone and I looked at the statue and I said to Mary, I said, well, I've written a book, I've got two rosary apps, now what? And I knew as soon as I said that, how derogatory, now what? And this thing flew by my head, 
and it smashed on the ground, and it was a giant pine cone. And I said to myself, if that would have hit me, it would have killed me. But Mary's presence said, I want you to plant the seeds of my rosary, because that's what a pine cone is, it's seeds. And that's what came over, plant the seeds of my rosary. I don't want anything more than plant the seeds of my rosary. And by the way, Father Mark came up and I said, how many pine cones do you see around here? And he looks at me like I'm crazy, he goes, none. And we have, this was an olive garden, by the way. I said, you know, I still have that pine cone. But plant the seeds of my rosary. So years later, I know that I want to get children, young people, to say the rosary. And I'm driving past Aquinas College. And it just hit me. You know, it's a Catholic college. I'll take Broken Mary over there. And there's a new Catholic uh, president of Aquinas, Kevin Quinn. He used to listen to me on the radio, and so I, I want to write him. Dear Kevin, I've got this statue, I've got a book, can I come and speak to the uh, students, the young students, plant the seeds of my rosary, the youth. And at the same time that day, I also met a nun that is, means so much to me, Sister Angela in Fatima. And I wanted to write to Sister Angela and say, hey, we met you in Fatima, come on up and speak. So I wrote two emails that morning, one to five, uh, Kevin Quinn, one to sister. I hit send, and I didn't hear anything for weeks. I mean, two, three weeks. And I even f said to Father Mark, I haven't heard from sister, I haven't heard from Kevin Quinn, and I went home and that really bothered me. I haven't, and I heard this, this creepy, demonic, she's done with you, come over me. And it's just like, ugh. And it was, she's, she's done with you. And it devastated me. And I went to bed, and that morning, I woke up and I put my feet down. I wasn't even out of bed. And I said, Mary, are you done with me? Really, are you done with me? And as soon as I said, are you done with me, the phone rang. And it was the student saying, hi, Kevin, I'm a student at Aquinas College. We just got back from spring break, and we would love to have you come. Uh, Kevin Quinn would like you to come and bring the statue, bring books too. I get done, I hang up the phone. As soon as I hang it up, the phone rings again. It's Joan Alex, this woman down in Florida. She said, did you read your email today? Sister Angela's coming to visit you. Have faith. Wow. Yes, wow. And listen, like I said, God is going to speak to you until you answer him. Christ is speaking to us, answer him. Mary speaks to you, answer her, believe. Believe, believe, believe. Yes, wonderful, thank you, Kevin. That's uh, amazing, there's hardly words <laughs> to, well, to say after that, but thank you so much for spending time with us today. Yeah, thank and, you. And thank you for your mission to bring Mary yeah, to Yeah, thank everyone. you to you yeah. and what you do too. This has been Dive Deep. For more podcasts, head to dial.org slash podcast. Until next time, we'll see you right here on Dive Deep. Oh,